At the end of the twelve months, the entire world will shake and will be filled with noise, and between these times the Shechina will go and return to the cave of Moshe. The King Mashiach will be hidden for nine months, like the months of childbirth, and in these nine months how much suffering and, destruction, he will take upon himself to atone for Am Yisrael. Rabbi Moshe David Vali wrote. Warning of a one-world government ruling the world, Rabbi Moshe David Vali cautions that in the Hebrew calendar year Tafshin Pei Aleph, September 2020 September 2021, from Teves, January to February, until Elul, August to September, those will be the nine months where the new world order rules. In the following year of Tafshin Pei Bet, September 2021 September 2022, a year of the Yavel, Jubilee, on Yom Kippur 2021, the Messiah will reveal himself and then disappear the rabbi explained. Yom Kippur 2021 falls on the night of September 15th until nightfall on September 16th. The rabbi then sources the Talmud revealing that in the end of the Jubilee year, the Messiah will re-emerge again on Yom Kippur 2022 which falls on October 4th to 5th. The rabbi then sources the Talmud revealing that in the end of the Jubilee year, the Messiah will re-emerge again on Yom Kippur 2022 which falls on October 4th to 5th. On Yom Kippur, Moses brought the Torah down from Sinai. In the desert we received the Torah and in the desert we will receive the Messiah. But this time, the desert will not be what you think it is. It'll be something completely different. The miracles that took place in the desert will reoccur he notes. The Divine Presence will leave the Diaspora and will come here to protect us the Rabbi said. There's a reason that there's so much chaos in the world and that is because God has abandoned all of the beauty and glory of the nations. Israel, will be the place where all of the beauty and glory is found. Between Yom Kippur 2022-2023 the Messiah will make his second appearance and we will see the final redemption. The rabbi added as a disclaimer that the Messiah can theoretically arrive sooner but that he is basing his analysis on the Kabbalistic teachings of the Rampal as well as the Talmud. End Rabbi Moshe David Vali's remarks. The birth pangs of the Mashiach are going to be a very difficult time for the whole world. We see that from what happened in Egypt in the days of Moshe. The Gemara in has two opinions about living at the time of this process. Our sages, of the current era, have suggested that the following events may signify that we are experiencing the birth pangs of the Mashiach. The Groms in Russia and during World War I. The Holocaust. World II. Terrorist attacks against Israelis in Eretz Israel and elsewhere. The attack on the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. We are witnessing on a global level a recurring pattern of unprecedented destruction to life and property. What can a person do to be saved from the birth pangs of Mashiach? The Gemara asks. Let him study Torah and perform acts of kindness. A good Torah study would involve understanding the Egyptian exile and how it applies to the birth pangs which is exactly what this study is all about. Birth Pangs Timing Overview In this section I am going to lay out an idea that the events in the Tanakh provide the pattern for future events. I will attempt to connect past and present in this section. The timing of future events is often difficult to understand. I would like to propose one way of viewing the timing of the birth pangs. This idea is based on the fact that Torah comes to clarify and reveal, not to obscure and conceal. This idea involves looking at what has been in order to see what will be. Koelet, Ecclesiastes, 1-9 That which hath been is that which shall be, and that which hath been done is that which shall be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. 
This timing can be confusing at times because the missions and personalities of Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David, on occasion, have an overlap that intrudes on the predominant program. When Adam HaRishon was created, the world was not broken. His primary responsibility, as Mashiach, was to elevate the world to higher and higher levels of life, this is called Tikkun Adam. Unfortunately, Adam failed to elevate the world, and instead he crashed the world. In this state, the world needed to two Meshishm, two messianic figures, Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Two Meshishm for two different jobs. Mashiach ben David 122, to perform Adam's original task, and Mashiach ben Yosef 123, whose primary job is to repair the world, this is called Tikkun Olam, by helping his people correct their faults and return to their mission. An important tool for identifying Mashiach ben Yosef in Tanakh, is being aware of revelation and explicitness in Tanakh, versus lack of explicitness and withholding of detail. In Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah, 32:14, the verse describes two documents which are to be preserved. One is called, the revealed or explicit document. The other is called, the hidden or sealed document. In Kol HaTor, 2.96, the Vilna Gaon teaches that these two documents represent the two Meshashim. The revealed, explicit document represents Mashiach ben Yosef, while the hidden, sealed document represents Mashiach ben David. In Kol HaTor, 2.96, the Vilna Gaon teaches that these two documents represent the two Meshashim. The revealed, explicit document represents Mashiach ben Yosef, while the hidden, sealed document represents Mashiach ben David. What this comes to teach us is that Tanakh relates to the qualities of the two Meshishim differently. The qualities of Mashiach ben Yosef are identified through the explicit details and revealed facts found in the verses of Tanakh. Although this is also true to a certain extent of the qualities of Mashiach ben David, they are mainly expressed by the absence of details given and are implicit, instead of explicit. There are five jobs to the role of Mashiach ben Yosef, 124, according to the Vilna Gaon. 1. His first responsibility is to take revenge and fight against the enemies of Klal Israel, particularly Amalek. This includes giving rebuke in order to spur repentance. 125. 2. Free the Jewish people from the subjugations of the world, by establishing sovereignty in Eretz Israel. Yemat HaMashiach Ben Yosef. 3. To gather many Jews, from all over the world, back to Eretz Israel. 126. Some Jews will remain in exile. 4. Reveal the secrets of Torah. 127. 5. Buy or take back land for the building of Eretz Israel and Jerusalem. If we examine the order of redemption as revealed in the Egyptian exile, we can see that the exile was triggered when Yaakov sent Yosef to look into the welfare of his brothers. 128. Bereshit, Genesis, 37:13, And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here am I. In the same way, Mashiach ben Yosef, me 129, was sent by his father to check on the welfare of his brothers. We have looked extensively at the connections between me and Yosef Hazadik in the study titled, Joseph. Yosef was sent to prepare the family of Israel for exile in Egypt. Christians portray me as a Gentile and speak of him as though he abolished Torah, just like a Gentile. Yosef, too, appears to be a Gentile having the look of an Egyptian king and being second in command to Paro. 
The idea of the concealment of the Redeemer is a fundamental principle in the Tanakh. Just as Moshe Rabbeinu was named by an Egyptian and cloaked in Egypt, so was Yosef HaZadik. As Yosef was sold for silver to the Gentiles, and given a new Gentile name, so too will we be sold for silver, handed over the Gentiles and be given a Gentile name. Messiah himself is said to be a leper at the gates of Rome. 130. Rome signifies the pagan rulers who destroyed the Beit HaMikdash in rabbinic literature. Although Mashiach is at the gate of this evil government, he is outside of the city. From a distance, he appears to be part of the system, but is he actually outside of it, waiting for Israel to be ready? In the same way, he was sent to prepare Israel for the exile in Edom. The Egyptian exile was 210 years long. At the end of 210 years, Hashem sent Moshe, a.k.a. Inbi. The identification of Mashiach with Moses, when he is called the first Redeemer and the last Redeemer, 131, and as noted in Zohar I 25b and 253a that the numerical equivalent of Moshe is the same as that of Shiloh, the term in Genesis 49.10 denoting Mashiach, the soul of Mashiach is the soul of the soul of Moses, so that in effect Moses will be the final Redeemer and there is no problem with the seeming discrepancy of Mashiach being a descendant of David of the tribe of Judah while Moses is a descendant of the tribe of Levi. These words are echoed when Moshe himself first appeared to Israel. Shemot, Exodus, 2.14 Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you plan to kill me, as you killed the Egyptian? Moses was afraid, and said, Surely this thing is known. We quotes this very passage in the Gospels. Lurkas, Luke, 12 13 14 One of the multitude said to him, Rabbi, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? Moshe takes the Israel right to the border of Canaan and then passes the baton to Caleb ben Yephune and Yahashua ben Nun, a.k.a. B, who lead the Israel into the land, leads the battles, and then apportions the land to the various tribes. Yahashua is a leader who is descended from Ephraim and Yosef, while Caleb is from the tribe of Yehuda, the tribe from which David later emerged. 133. As in other encounters between these two dynasties, the leadership of Ephraim and Yosef comes before that of David. This is true of Sefer Bereshit, and also for the future, when Mashiach ben Yosef will be revealed before Mashiach ben David. It is also true of the entry into the land, where the nation is first led by Yahashua, of the house of Yosef, and only afterwards has David as its king, from the house of David. The period in between these two leaders is a transitory stage with no leaders of note except for King Saul. Yahashua opens up the 400-year period of the judges. At the end of this period, the judges give way to King Saul, a.k.a. B. King Saul's primary job was to destroy Amalek, just as Yahashua fought Amalek before him. When King Saul failed in his mission, he gave way to King David, a.k.a. Mashiach ben David, MBD. 134. This then, is the pattern for the end of the exile and entrance into the seventh millennium. Now we need to understand the characteristics of the Egyptian exile in order to compare it to our current exile in Edom, Rome. We will begin by examining the exile which is the prototype for all exiles and the prototype of the final birth process which will bring forth Mashiach. At the end of the twelve months, the entire world will shake and will be filled with noise, and between these times the Shechina will go and return to the cave of Moshe. The king Mashiach will be hidden for nine months, like the months of childbirth, and in these nine months how much suffering and, destruction, he will take upon himself to atone for M. Israel. Rabbi Moshe David Vali wrote.
Warning of a one world government ruling the world, Rabbi Moshe David Vali cautions that in the Hebrew calendar year Tafshin Pei Aleph, September 2020 September 2021, from Teves, January to February, until Elul, August to September, those will be the nine months where the new world order rules. In the following year of Tafshin Pei Bet, September 2021 September 2022, a year of the Yavel, Jubilee, on Yom Kippur 2021, the Messiah will reveal himself and then disappear the rabbi explained. Yom Kippur 2021 falls on the night of September 15th until nightfall on September 16th. The rabbi then sources the Talmud revealing that in the end of the Jubilee year, the Messiah will re-emerge again on Yom Kippur 2022 which falls on October 4th to 5th. The rabbi then sources the Talmud revealing that in the end of the Jubilee year, the Messiah will re-emerge again on Yom Kippur 2022 which falls on October 4th to 5th. On Yom Kippur, Moses brought the Torah down from Sinai. In the desert we received the Torah and in the desert we will receive the Messiah. But this time, the desert will not be what you think it is. It'll be something completely different. The miracles that took place in the desert will reoccur he notes. The Divine Presence will leave the Diaspora and will come here to protect us the Rabbi said. There's a reason that there's so much chaos in the world and that is because God has abandoned all of the beauty and glory of the nations. Israel, will be the place where all of the beauty and glory is found. Between Yom Kippur 2022-2023 the Messiah will make his second appearance, and we will see the final redemption. The rabbi added as a disclaimer that the Messiah can theoretically arrive sooner but that he is basing his analysis on the Kabbalistic teachings of the Rampal as well as the Talmud. End Rabbi Moshe David Vali's Remarks The birth pangs of the Mashiach are going to be a very difficult time for the whole world. We see that from what happened in Egypt in the days of Moshe. The Gemara has two opinions about living at the time of this process. Our sages, of the current era, have suggested that the following events may signify that we are experiencing the birth pangs of the Mashiach. Pogroms in Russia and during World War I. The Holocaust. World II. Terrorist attacks against Israelis in Eretz Israel and elsewhere. The attack on the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. We are witnessing on a global level a recurring pattern of unprecedented destruction to life and property. What can a person do to be saved from the birth pangs of Mashiach? The Gemara asks. Let him study Torah and perform acts of kindness. A good Torah study would involve understanding the Egyptian exile and how it applies to the birth pangs, which is exactly what the study is all about. Birth Pangs Timing Overview in this section I am going to lay out an idea that the events in the Tanakh provide the pattern for future events. I will attempt to connect past and present in this section. The timing of future events is often difficult to understand. I would like to propose one way of viewing the timing of the birth pangs. This idea is based on the fact that Torah comes to clarify and reveal, not to obscure and conceal. This idea involves looking at what has been in order to see what will be. Koelet, Ecclesiastes, 1 to 9 that which hath been is that which shall be, and that which hath been done is that which shall be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. This timing can be confusing at times because the missions and personalities of Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David, on occasion, have an overlap that intrudes on the predominant program. When Adam HaRishon was created, the world was not broken. His primary responsibility, as Mashiach, was to elevate the world to higher and higher levels of life, this is called Tikkun Adam. Unfortunately, Adam failed to elevate the world and instead he crashed the world. In this state, 
the world needed to two Meshishim, two Messianic figures, Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Two Meshishim for two different jobs. Mashiach ben David 122, to perform Adam's original task, and Mashiach ben Yosef 123, whose primary job is to repair the world, this is called Tikkun Olam, by helping his people correct their faults and return to their mission. An important tool for identifying Mashiach ben Yosef in Tanakh, is being aware of revelation and explicitness in Tanakh, versus lack of explicitness and withholding of detail. In Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah, 32:14, the verse describes two documents which are to be preserved. One is called, the revealed or explicit document. The other is called, the hidden or sealed document. In Kol HaTor, 2:96, the Vilna Gaon teaches that these two documents represent the two Meshishim. The revealed, explicit document represents Mashiach ben Yosef, while the hidden, sealed document represents Mashiach ben David. In Kol HaTor, 2:96, the Vilna Gaon teaches that these two documents represent the two Meshishim. The revealed, explicit document represents Mashiach ben Yosef, while the hidden, sealed document represents Mashiach ben David. What this comes to teach us is that Tanakh relates to the qualities of the two Meshishim differently. The qualities of Mashiach ben Yosef are identified through the explicit details and revealed facts found in the verses of Tanakh. Although this is also true to a certain extent of the qualities of Mashiach ben David, they are mainly expressed by the absence of details given and are implicit, instead of explicit. There are five jobs to the role of Mashiach ben Yosef, 124, according to the Vilna Gaon. 1. His first responsibility is to take revenge and fight against the enemies of Klal Israel, particularly Amalek. This includes giving rebuke in order to spur repentance. 125. 2. Free the Jewish people from the subjugations of the world, by establishing sovereignty in Eretz Israel. Yemat HaMashiach Ben Yosef. 3. To gather many Jews, from all over the world, back to Eretz Israel. 126. Some Jews will remain in exile. 4. Reveal the secrets of Torah. 127. 5. Buy or take back land for the building of Eretz Israel and Jerusalem. If we examine the order of redemption as revealed in the Egyptian exile, we can see that the exile was triggered when Yaakov sent Yosef to look into the welfare of his brothers. 128. Bereshit, Genesis, 37:13, And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here am I. In the same way, Mashiach ben Yosef, me 129, was sent by his father to check on the welfare of his brothers. We have looked extensively at the connections between me and Yosef Hazadik in the study titled, Joseph. Yosef was sent to prepare the family of Israel for exile in Egypt. Christians portray me as a Gentile and speak of him as though he abolished Torah, just like a Gentile. Yosef, too, appears to be a Gentile having the look of an Egyptian king and being second in command to Paro. The idea of the concealment of the Redeemer is a fundamental principle in the Tanakh. Just as Moshe Rabbeinu was named by an Egyptian and cloaked in Egypt, so was Yosef HaZadik. As Yosef was sold for silver to the Gentiles, and given a new Gentile name, so too will we be sold for silver, handed over the Gentiles and be given a Gentile name. Messiah himself is said to be a leper at the gates of Rome. 130. Rome signifies the pagan rulers who destroy the Beit Hamikdash in rabbinic literature. Although Mashiach is at the gate of this evil government, he is outside of the city. From a distance, 
He appears to be part of the system, but is he actually outside of it, waiting for Israel to be ready? In the same way, he was sent to prepare Israel for the exile in Edom. The Egyptian exile was 210 years long. At the end of 210 years, Hashem sent Moshe, a.k.a. B. The identification of Mashiach with Moses, when he is called the first Redeemer, and the last Redeemer, 131, and is noted in Zohar at colon 25b and 253a that the numerical equivalent of Moshe is the same as that of Shiloh, the term in Genesis 49:10 denoting Mashiach, the soul of Mashiach is the soul of the soul of Moses, so that in effect Moses will be the final Redeemer, and there is no problem with the seeming discrepancy of Mashiach being a descendant of David of the tribe of Judah while Moses is a descendant of the tribe of Levi. These words are echoed when Moshe himself first appeared to Israel. Shemot, Exodus, 2.14 Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you plan to kill me, as you killed the Egyptian? Moses was afraid, and said, Surely this thing is known. Me quotes this very passage in the Gospels. Lorcas Luke, 12 colon 13 14 One of the multitude said to him, Rabbi, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? Moshe takes the Bnei Israel right to the border of Canaan and then passes the baton to Caleb ben Yephunneh and Yehoshua ben Nun, a.k.a. B, who lead the Bnei Israel into the land, leads the battles, and then apportions the land to the various tribes. Yehoshua is a leader who is descended from Ephraim and Yosef, while Caleb is from the tribe of Yehuda, the tribe from which David later emerged. 133. As in other encounters between these two dynasties, the leadership of Ephraim and Yosef comes before that of David. This is true of Sefer Bereshit, and also for the future, when Mashiach ben Yosef will be revealed before Mashiach ben David. It is also true of the entry into the land, where the nation is first led by Yehoshua, of the house of Yosef, and only afterwards has David as its king, from the house of David. The period in between these two leaders is a transitory stage with no leaders of note except for King Saul. Yehoshua opens up the 400-year period of the judges. At the end of this period, the judges give way to King Saul, a.k.a. B. King Saul's primary job was to destroy Amalek, just as Yehoshua fought Amalek before him. When King Saul failed in his mission, he gave way to King David, a.k.a. Mashiach ben David, MBD. 134. This then, is the pattern for the end of the exile and entrance into the seventh millennium. Now we need to understand the characteristics of the Egyptian exile in order to compare it to our current exile in Edom, Rome. We will begin by examining the exile which is the prototype for all exiles and the prototype of the final birth process which will bring forth Mashiach.